up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so today's episode, kind of an unpleasant one for me because this has got to be one of the most mediocre Marvel movies in all, of all time. <coughs> Apologies. And that's considering Morbius just came out a few days ago. So, um, uh, two weeks ago, sorry. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Captain Marvel. The first ever Marvel superhero, uh, sorry, Marvel female-led superhero movie. While, yes, it is, you know, finally amazing to see females be represented like this in the MCU, that doesn't mean it's perfect, alright? That's like saying, that's like saying, hey, I have this pretty Lambo, but it cost me a fucking fortune on gas, you know? It's like it's pretty on the outside, but once you get to know it, it's fucking ugly. And that's exactly what this movie is. It's fucking cool on the outside because, you know, it's a female. Captain Marvel, we're finally getting to see uh, more of the more, more of this uh, side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're being introduced to scrolls and stuff. But once you watch it, it's like, that's a huge fucking letdown. And that's kind of what this movie was. That's And that's what I'm trying to say here. Alright, now... A lot of people, you know, like to, you know, like, you know, like to, like to twist other words and say, oh, you fucking hate it because it's female. Like, no, 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 no. A lot of people did hate it because of that, but not me. I hated for it. I hated it for its mediocrity. All right. I hate a mediocre movie and you know damn well this is what this movie is. So, yeah. Before we get into today's, uh, episode ladies and gents i want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support it means a lot really so keep it up and most of all spread the word tell your mom tell your dad tell your buddies it's just to tell everybody and feel free to follow us on our instagram at timeout underscore with underscore tony podcast new episodes every wednesdays and saturdays let's get straight to today's episode sit back relax and crack open a beer soda enter water folks and enjoy because this is captain marvel Right, so Captain Marvel is a 2019 superhero film based on Marvel Comics character, uh, based on the Marvel Comics ca- uh, featuring the character Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel. Produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures, it's the 21st film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, written and directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, with Geneva Roberts and Dora also contributing to the screenplay. The film stars Brie Larson as Carol Danvers. Alongside her, we've got Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, Digimon, I think, uh, that's not how you pronounce that. Oh, that's not, that's probably not how you pronounce it. Han Sao, Lee Pace, Lashana Lynch, Gemma Chan, Annette Benign, Benign, Clark Gregg, and Jude Law. Set in the year 1995, the story follows Captain Carol Danvers as she becomes Captain Marvel as the Earth gets caught in the center of a galactic conflict between two alien civilizations. So you're telling me the world almost ended in 1945 and then again in 1995? Yep. 
Okay, so development for the film began as early as May of 2013, when it was officially announced in October of 2014 uh, as Marvel Studios' first female-led superhero film. Nicole Perman and Meg uh, LaFauve were hired to write the film the following April after submitting separate takes on the character and borrowed elements from Roy Thomas' 1971 Kree-Scroll War comic book storyline. Brie Larson was allowed, was announced as the lead at the 2016 San Diego Comic-Con uh, event with Bowden and Fleck hired to direct in April 2017. Robertson direct sorry Dwaret I don't even know was soon hired to rewrite the script with the rest of the cast added by the start of filming. Uh, location shooting began in January of 2018 with principal photography starting that March in California and concluding in Louisiana in July of 2018. Now, several Marvel, uh, sorry, several actors reprised their roles from previous MCU films in Captain Marvel, including Samuel Jackson and Clark Gregg, who were digitally de-aged in post-production to reflect the film's 1990s setting. Captain Marvel first premiered in London on February 27th, 2019, and was theatrically released in the U.S. on March 8th, 2019, as part of Phase 3 of the MCU. The film went on to gross over $1.1 billion worldwide, making it the first female-led superhero film to pass, to, uh, to pass the billion-dollar uh, mark. It also became the fifth highest grossing film of 2019 and was the 23rd highest grossing film of, of all time during during its theatrical run. Of course, now it's fucking low because, you know, more and more movies keep passing that mark. But the film went on to receive praise for its performances of the cast, particularly that of Larson. A sequel, The Marvels, is scheduled for a February 17th, 2023 release. So, um, I will I'm not, I'm not really interested into, into you know, Captain Marvel. Mostly because I just don't know much about it, much about her, um, in the comics, and that's just kind of what really throws me off personally for me. Like, I see, like if I don't know what the superhero, you know, what it's originally based off of, I can't, you know, sort of better understand it. And really, this is a little bit confusing for me, <clears throat> a little bit. But, uh, I don't know. Um, I'd be interested to see where they take uh, Captain Marvel's story after um, after the events of Endgame. So, yeah. Alright, let's get straight into the story. So, the movie opens up in the year 1995 on Kree Empire's planet, uh, sorry, capital planet of Hala. Star Force member Verse suffers from amnesia and recurring nightmares involving an older woman. Yon Rog, her mentor and commander, trains Verse to control her abilities while the Supreme Intelligence, the artificial intelligence that rules the Kree, urges to keep her emotions in check. Now, during a mission to rescue an undercover operative infiltrating a group of scrolls, alien shapeshifters with whom the Kree are at war, uh, Verse is captured by Skrull Commander Talos. A probe of Verse's memories leads them to Earth, and Verse escapes and crash lands in LA. Her presence attracts S.H.I.E.L.D. and agents Nick Fury and Phil Coulson, whose investigation is interrupted by a Skrull attack. Uh, um, you know, notice. Verse recovers a crystal containing her extracted memories in the ensuing chase, while Fury kills a Skrull impersonating Coulson. That's the thing, it wasn't Coulson. 
imagine. <laughs> Talos disguises Fury's boss killer, orders Fury to work with Verse and keep tabs on her. Using her extracted memories, hers and Fury go to Project Pe to, to the Project Pegasus system. Sorry, Pegasus installation at a U.S. Air Force base. There, they learned that Verse was a pilot who was presumed to have died in the year 1989 while testing an experimental light speed engine designed by Dr. Wendy Lawson, whom Verse recognizes as the woman from her nightmares. Fury informs S.H.I.E.L.D. of the location and a team arrives. Fury uh, realizes that, Keller's, that Keller is Talos and helps Verse escape in a jet with Lawson's stowaway, Cat Goose. They fly to Louisiana to meet a former pilot by the name of Maria Rambo. Keep that last name in mind. The last person to see Verse and Lawson alive. Rambo and her daughter, Monica, reveal that Verse is actually Carol Danvers, who was once like family to them. Talos arrives unarmed and explains that the scrolls are refugees searching for a new home and that Lawson uh, was Marvell, a renegade Kree scientist, helping them. Talos plays a recovered black box recording from Lawson's jet, prompting Danvers to remember the crash. Yon Rog killed Marvel, uh, Marvel, to prevent her from destroying. <laughs> I just noticed I was saying it wrong the whole fucking time. Yon Rog killed Marvel to prevent her from destroying the engine before Kree, uh, the Kree could recover it. Destroying the engine herself, Danvers absorbed the energy from the ensuing explosion, gaining powers but, however, losing her memory. Danvers, Talos, Fury, and Rambo locate Lawson's cloak lab uh, laboratory orbiting uh, Earth, where Lawson hid several scrolls, including Talos' family and the Tesseract, the power source of Lawson's engine. Now, there... Captain Denvers is captured by Star Force and interface and interfaces with the Supreme Intelligence because that's what Marvel movies are all about. Supreme Intelligence is. Uh, uh, Denver removes the Kree implant that suppressed her powers during the encounter, allowing her to reach her full potential. In this subsequent battle, Fury retrieves Goose, who is revealed to be an alien by the name of Flurkin. Goose swallows the Terrazeract and scratches Fury's uh, uh, left eye. Then the Blizz blinds him and leaves him with an eye patch. And Danvers destroys a Kree bomber, forcing Kree officer Ronin the Accuser and a squadron to retreat. Danvers overpowers Jean-Rog and sends him to Hollow with a warning for the Supreme Intelligence. She then departs to help the Skrulls find a new, find a new home world, leaving Fury a modified pager to contact her in, an emer in case of an emergency. Fury drafts an initiative to locate heroes like Denver's, naming it after her Air Force call sign, Avenger. We get hit with a mid-credits scene set in the year 2018. The pager has been activated and is being monitored by the Avengers when Danvers appears to be looking for Fury. In a post-credits scene, we see Goose climb onto Fury's desk and vomit the Tesseract. And that, my friends, is Captain Marvel. Alright, ladies and gents, so, the rating. Now... On a scale, that was a very disgusting noise. I'm so sorry for doing that in your ears, people. Alright, so on a scale of 1 to 10, I gotta give Captain Marvel a... A 7 out of 10, that's right ladies and gentlemen, a 7 out of 10, and here is why. So first and foremost, the reason why we gotta give it such a high rating is, first and foremost, we're finally getting a look at one of the uh, supposedly powerful 
rather more powerful characters in the entire Marvel Universe. At least that's what I've been told. I believe almost everything I read. So, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Right. So, this makes up for a very great debut at one of the more powerful characters of the MCU. Um, the acting, while, yes, some actors do do their things, you know, some just kind of like, bleh. No offense, but... I don't know, there's just something a little bit dry to Brie Larson's acting, but I mean, there's no, it's not like it makes it really bad, it's just, it's missing something, you know, and it's just one of those things that you could just never figure out, and that's kind of me with this movie, it's missing something, and it's just something that I could never figure it out, you know, because I mean, that's another thing too, the reason why I give it a 7 out of 10 and not a higher rating would be, Because it just follows that Marvel formula that you just know is going to sell. And while, yes, it is good to look at it, it gets so tiring, you know. It gets so, so tiring to watch it over again. So, um, while, although it's another perfectly great execution of this formula that Marvel has been creating for the past decade now, um, it's... It's just there, you know. It's a great execution, but you know, you got anything else in the fridge, bro? Like, yeah. So there's that. Um, I really gotta praise it for its CGI. You know, always count on a Marvel movie to to do a great job when it comes to CGI, and um, it did a great job. You know, what with de aging Samuel L. Jackson and Jude Law's faces. Uh, making Brie Larson glow. I mean, that was fucking... That's... I mean, have you seen the poster for the movie, dude? Like, damn, how do they even... Oh, okay. Um, I really, really, really like the inclusion of the Air Force um, in the 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 consultation. The, yeah, that how, how you say it? The consultation that Marvel took from the U.S. Air Force. Um... Uh, for the movie, now you hear about a lot of these movies are, you know, they're like, oh yeah, we totally want to have, um, 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 t- we totally want to have, you know, the authenticity and all this kind of stuff, and you see it in the movies, and in here, it's like, at first, you think, how the, f- what the fuck would the Air Force have to do with the Marvel movie, you know, they're at aliens, and, you know, sp- uh, uh, web slinging vigilantes and all this kind of stuff. What the fuck does the Air Force have to say? You know, what well, well, what exactly could they be looking to the Air Force for? You know, I'm just. But the more I understand it, the more you know, I go over the movie. The more I understand, you know, and they just, the lack of consultation, consultation, consolation would have would have shown. All right, would have shown, and thankfully, it did it. So. I really like the use of uh, that. Now, um, bu- 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 I think, hmm, what else? Uh, just the, the setting in general, you know, that uh, it takes place in the 90s. I really, really, really liked the fact that they decided to, you know, do a little bit of a time travel thing. I mean, not, you know, literally go back in time and do all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. I mean, like, you know, uh, just... Take us back to 1995. I really liked the fact that it paid paid homage to the 90s. 
into a lot of 90s uh, action genre films, you know? Um, so that was a really cool thing to look at. And overall, it's a really decent movie. I, I recommend it if you're, you know, trying to watch the, uh, the whole MCU. And I do recommend it for a, for a, for a movie night, you know? It's, it's a good adventure. Uh, and it's got everything you could you could want from a from a Marvel movie, you know. Refer- I mean, hmm. the references may be a little bit older, but overall, it's it's uh it's got everything you could want from a from a Marvel movie, you know. So I totally recommend it. Seven out of ten. Let's take a look behind the scenes, folks. So development for the film first began. As early as May of 2013, when Marvel Studios' writing room had produced a script for a film featuring Miss Marvel, an alias that was used by that was used by the uh, character Carol Danvers before she went on to take the Captain Marvel mantle. Later that year, executive producer Luis Desposito Desposito, I think, I think, that's, I don't know, said the studio was interested in a female-driven superhero film and had plenty plenty of strong female characters from which to choose, suggesting Mar- uh, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Pepper Potts, or even freaking Peggy Carter as possible candidates. Kevin Feige, president of Marvel Studios, said that it said that if Marvel was to make a female-led film, he would prefer for it to be a new character uh, to sit Marvel Cinematic Universe, like Captain Marvel, for whom an origin story could be told. In August of 2014, Feige stated that the development had begun on a Captain Marvel film and said members of the public asked uh, asked about the project more often than Iron Man 4 or the then-yet-unreleased Avengers Infinity War. In October of 2014, Feige announced that Captain Marvel would be uh, Marvel Studios' first female-led film and it would focus on Carol Danvers. It was given a release date of July 6, 2018 as part of their Phase 3 slate of films and Feige said the film had been in development almost as long as Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange and and one of its biggest challenges would be balancing the the title character's Earthbound Avengers, uh, sorry, Adventures, with her cosmic powers. He also said that a writer and a director for the film would be announced as well, as well as female filmmakers were all, that uh, were also considered for the project, but he could not promise that filmmakers uh, from a certain dem- uh, demographic would be hired for the film. Oh no, we're not going to watch this movie at all because of that. Imagine? Jeez. Uh, in February of 2015, Marvel pushed the release date back to November of 2018 to accommodate with Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, and in early April, Feed revealed that Captain Marvel had been included in an early uh, draft of Avengers Age of Ultron. However, they chose to remove her appearance because they did not want to introduce her before they were able to explore her backstory and her personality as well. He also said that Marvel would announce writers for, a film with, for the film within... Uh, a few weeks and by mid-april guardians of the galaxy co-screenwriter nicole perman perlman and um i forgot what it oh right 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 so by mid-april guardians of the galaxy co-screenwriter nicole perlman was announced to be writing the screenplay uh she was put together as a writing team after sorry she was put 
together with a writing team after reprising Feige with separate takes on the character and began to work on the film within the month. Uh, they found the character, uh, she found the character, or the team found the character being a female superhero to be both wonderful and a challenge, believing that character's uh, power level could lead to, quote, the Superman curse of being perceived to be an un-vulnerable. Un- I think that's the pronounce. Additionally, they found that a sorry, they found that writing a story about a human not getting too overwhelmed by the worry of representing all women worked best when approaching the story. An article about young girls who who quit learning to code after they encountered trouble made, uh, trouble made the team consider or uh, Nicole Pullman consider questions about females being taught that they cannot make mistakes or embrace their own power. This. Helped her realize that part of embracing your power is failure and seeing it more as feedback of your character. Now, they stuck to that for some reason the entire movie. I'm trying to find more of this, but unfortunately, I, I forgot to write more of that. So, I'm just going to move on to the next part. Love Google Docs for uh, um, keeping your documents intact. Yep, 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 yep. Love it. Fuck it. Love it. Uh, okay, so filming. Filming first began by the end of January of 2018. Set photos taken at the time showed uh, Brie Larson in a green and black uniform instead of the character's familiar red and blue suit. Feige responded by saying that Marvel accepts the risk of set photos being leaked as consequence of location shooting, and he felt that, quote, most people are savvy enough to know that they're looking at behind-the-scenes photo, which is completely out of context. End quote. He also added that a large number of scenes in the film would be shot on location. You know, this is that one picture where they take where they zoom in on Brie Larson's butt and then they zoom in on Tom Holland's butt, and you know Brie Larson doesn't have any cake and Tom Tom Holland does. I mean that boy's packing that boy packing a whole fucking bakery like. Sheesh. Okay, <clears throat> I haven't slept in ten hours. Bite me. Um. <laughs> Okay. Alright. So, visual effects for the film were created by Animal Logic, Cantina Creative, Digital Domain, Framestorm, Industrial Light and Magic, VFX, Luma Pictures, Rise Rising Sun Pictures, Scanline VFX, Trickster, Elastic, and a shit ton of other companies that I have no idea how to pronounce. Now, Lola VFX first looked at Jackson's several films during the 90s, like Pulp Fiction, released in 1994, Die Hard with Vengeance, released in 1995, Jurassic Park, released in 1993, Loaded Weapon, released in 1993 as well, and 187, released in 1997 as part of a, as a, sorry, as reference for his DE aging. Some of these films were disqualified due to the circumstances surrounding the character, like in Pulp Fiction, because Jackson was wearing uh, the character's wig and facial hair, and, and in Jurassic Park, the character was made to appear older in the film. Lola VFX supervisor Trent Claus said that the final look was based on Die Hard and Loaded Weapon 1, but mostly on 187, which he described as the hero movie. Jackson was de-aged approximately uh, 25 years from the age of 70 at the time of filming to 45 for the 1995 setting. To do this, both Jackson and Greg had tracking dots applied to their face during filming for which the VFX team could anchor the handcrafted facial features that composited primarily in the Autodesk flame. 
Lulu's team also included 40 primary compositors with another 15 to 20 junior compositors. They also created approximately 500 different VFX shots, of which 30, 385 made in the final cut of the film. It was the first time Lola VFX DH an actor without using a body double, and it would take too long to refilm any of uh, Fury scenes with the double. Trickster did uh, an initial development on the look of uh, Danvers' binary powers. They also contributed to the major of visual effects for Goose the Cat, including movements that were impossible for real-life cats to act. ILM handed Goose's alien features as well as much of the final battle for which they used Trickster's work on binary powers as well as an inspiration from the comic books and video games. ILM also did work on the Supreme Intelligence virtual environment alongside Animal Logic, who took an inspiration from the interior of Lavor Abu Dhabi and work and the work they did with the fractals for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, these scenes were filmed in a white room without a blue or green screen, so Animal Logic had to uh, had to rotoscope the actors out of the footage and place them in the digital environment. And to maintain the quality of the actor's hair during this process, Animal Logic created digital hair, yes, digital hair for Brie Larson. Luma Pictures was primarily responsible for the train for the train uh, chase sequence, nicknamed "quote the French Connection" uh, scene after the 1971 film of the same name. You, you, you guys, um, we should add that to the list. French Connection, it's a, it's a classic. It's a classic. Anyways. Um, they had to make the footage look as if it were uh, continuing along a single train line even though the sequence was filmed in multiple locations around LA. Digital Domain worked on the scroll transformation process sequences. Uh, sorry, I think that's right. I, I said that wrong. Uh, Rise created the exterior environment of Hala and Framestorm handled the battle sequence of Torfa. Rising Sun handled all the Kree forearm holograms, while the interior of the Project Pegasus hangar and the exterior of the quadjet uh, was handled by, um, oh, right, right, sorry. It was also handled by Rising Sun. Apologies. Scanline worked on visual effects for the aerial chases and scene, and the accident scene where Danvers gains her powers, last, uh, also worked on Scanline. Elastic created the end titles in the third floor incorporated provided pre-visualization and post-visualization work. The film's mid credit scene shows Cap and Marvel meeting the Avengers and was and the scene was actually directed by Joe and Anthony Russo. Bowden described it as the as the lead-in into the Russo's 2019's Avengers Endgame. For Captain Marvel, uh, Marvel Studios modified their production logo to honor Stanley, who died on November 12, 2018, by replacing the characters in the logo with Lee's MCU, uh, with Stanley's MCU cameos. The logo is followed by a black screen reading, "Thank you, Stan." For each dead, this was done because the film, uh, because this is actually the film's, this was actually the first Marvel film to be released since Stanley's death, and they wanted to start the film by acknowledging him with a celebration of his legacy rather than a somber memorial to the end of the film. And. Uh, it was quite, 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 quite the uh, tribute. They also did something like that in Avengers Endgame. Um, I'm not sure how that went. I didn't see it mostly because I, I didn't, I didn't go watch it when they re-released it. But um, yeah, 
Uh, Captain Marvel went on to gross $426.8 million in the U.S. and Canada and $701.6 million in other territories for a total worldwide of $1.128 million. It had a worldwide opening of $457 million, the sixth biggest of all time. Uh, and it also has the it also holds the biggest opening for a female-led film. Deadline Hollywood estimated that the film had a total production and advertising cost of three hundred million, and it's the fifth highest-grossing film of twenty nineteen. In April of twenty nineteen, the film uh, less than a month after the film was released, the film crossed the billion-dollar mark worldwide, and it became the first female-led superhero movie to do so, as well as the seventh Marvel title to do so, the nineteenth Disney film to do so, and the thirty-eighth film overall to do so. Deadline Hollywood calculated that the film's profit as uh, sorry, $414 million, accounting for production budgets, marketing, talent participations, and other costs. Box office grosses and home media revenues placed it fifth on the list of 2019's most valuable blockbusters. Now, there, um, on critical tomato, sorry, critical tomatoes, on Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 79%. With an average score of 6.8 out of 10 based on 544 reviews. The website's critical consensus reads, quote, Packed with action, humor, and visual uh, thrills, Captain Marvel introduces the MCU's latest hero with an origin story that makes effective use of the franchise's signature formula. End quote. Metacritic, which uses a weighted average, assigned the film a score of 64 out of 100 based on 58 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. Now, there was a bit of a <clears throat> oopsie doopsie in terms of audience response. In late December 2018, the film was named as one of the most anticipated films of 2019 by IMDb. The film uh, was also the most anticipated new standalone comic book and the second most anticipated blockbuster of 2019, according to Fandango. Then the most, uh, sorry, the second most anticipated superhero film overall by Adam Tickets. Ahead of its film release, uh, Captain Marvel's want to see score and audience anticipation poll on Rotten Tomatoes fell to 28%. Now, reports describe that the decline was an effort by some to review bomb the film's page with negative comments, attacking the film for, uh, for, sorry, attacking the film and Larson for the perceived feminism. You know, because apparently people just can't stand that. Um, I don't know if that works. Rotten Tomatoes changed the want to see feature shortly after that, showing only the number of people indicating interest in the film instead of the percentage, which is probably even worse and it really isn't a good move. You know, um, <laughs> the, the announcement said that this was actually part of a larger redesign of the site and the want to see feature would be restored once the film was released. <laughs> Again, that's was that bad. <laughs> Uh, by 8 a.m. on opening day in the U.S., the film had a 33% score on Rotten Tomatoes from more than 58,000 reviews, which was more than the audience reviews than Avengers Infinity War had during its entire theatrical run. Analysts attributed to the low score and sheer number of reviews to online trolling. Rotten Tomatoes later said a bug was responsible for the high counter reviews, and by 1 p.m., the number of counter ratings was down to 7,000 with an audience uh, score of 35%. Now, um, audiences of the film also pulled by cinema score gave it an average grade of A on a scale of A plus to F, while Post Track reported that film goers f- uh, gave it an 84% overall 
uh, and a 73% definite recommend, and 58% said they met their expectations. However, 35% said they exceeded them. And unlike Wonder Woman, which was watched by more women than men, Captain Marvel's uh, Captain Marvel's initial audience was 61% male, according to Post Track. Discussing these statistics, Deadline Hollywood Anthony DeSandro praised CinemaScore and Post Track for taking scientific polls that actually identified how the audience was feeling the film, and criticized the Rotten Tomato score as an ancient 1990s meaning means of collecting opinions online that is influenced by ugly internet troll noise. Yeah, it sounds about right, and uh, that, that's pretty much it. Um, now, in terms of a sequel, there is a sequel titled The Marvels, which is scheduled to be released on February 17th, 2023, with Nia DaCosta directing and Megan McDonald uh, writing script. Brie Larson is set to reprise her role and will be joined by Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss uh, Marvel, and Theona Paris as a grown-up Monica Rambo. Both of which are reprising their roles from the Disney Plus series, WandaVision, and uh, what, what, what was the show that they, they're making with Kamala Khan? It's called Ms. Marvel, too? Or, I don't even know. But, I'm looking very forward to uh, to Ms. Marvel. Uh, very excited to see, um, what is it? Uh, is she Middle Eastern? I'm pretty sure. I'm going to go out on a limb, very racist limb, and assume that she's Middle Eastern. Mostly because of the actors that plays her. But, um, yeah, no, I'm very interested to see this. Um, also very interested to see more of Monica Rambeau. I liked her in WandaVision. I thought she had a great uh, role in WandaVision, you know, especially when they gave her powers. Oh, shit. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, when they gave her powers and shit. I, um, I, I thought she was great in, in WandaVision. And uh, I look forward to seeing more of her. Um, so, yeah. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much it for today's day. Before we go, I want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really, so keep it up. Spread the word. And most of all, feel free to tell your friends, family, and uh, follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony Podcast. New episodes every Wednesdays and Saturdays. And that's pretty much it for today's episode. Let me know what you guys think about the movie. Totally recommend it, especially if you're you know trying to watch the MCU in order or if you just want a nice action-packed movie. This is the one to go to. Uh, so, yeah. Let me know what you guys think. And that's pretty much it for today's episode, ladies and gents. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll catch you guys Saturday. Thank you. And don't drink and drive. Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.